When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On today's episode, I wanted to share some ideas that we developed over time and some things that worked in helping us create a program for our team leadership. When we think about it, we train our teams hard all off-season, we work hard in the summer to teach them what they need to do on the field to win, and then ultimately the test begins under the lights and we're no longer next to them, leading them through what they need to do. On game day, it's up to them to get it done and leadership has to happen on the field. Leadership also has to be strong in order to keep the team focused off the field And much of that is also out of the coach's control. It's at these times that strong leadership from players will make the difference between a winning season and a disappointing one. We've all experienced those situations where a team has excelled because of strong player leadership. Most of us also probably experience some of those disappointments when the leadership wasn't strong enough to keep the team focused. You hear coaches talk today. They talk about a player-driven culture. We had Mike Kuchar from XO Labs on to talk about those things in the program that he put together, the research and the study that he did. So it's important that we develop those things in the offseason, and I always like to think of it in phases. In the first phase, really starting after the Christmas break. You come back to school. You get your team into the flow Really, this first month here, it's about making sure that everybody shows up and gets to work. And it's a, it's a little bit of a period where you're trying to figure out who are going to be our guys who are going to step up and be vocal, who are going to be our guys who lead by example. And you want to start to see those. I think always as a coach, we wanted to start our leadership program and, and lay some foundation during this first month. But we also wanted to see who were the guys who really going to get after it and do the things that we needed. So by the time we hit February, we really started getting something a little bit more formalized in place. And we worked to teach those guys the leadership, to support them, to teach them different things along the way to be good leaders, coach them up all the way through really up till spring break. After spring break, you have that month or two, uh, usually about two months till, till the summer which we treated as another phase. At that point, we really want to see those guys stepping up. A lot of times we had some of those winter sport athletes come back, and certainly then some of those guys might leave for their spring sports. So it's another phase of leadership there. And then the summer. The summer was another phase that went from 
everything we were doing up to the camp. Once camp starts, we really treated that as a season. And by that point, you know, leadership had to be strong from the player side. It wasn't going to be developed in camp. So when you look at it, team leadership should never be left to a popular vote. It's something that a coach can plan for and control, just like any other phase of a program. Over the years, I've seen team captain voting become a popularity contest, and I couldn't stand it when I'd see a senior who was not really fit to be a captain campaigning uh, for popularity among the sophomores. And I always wanted a better answer than that. So we developed a senior leadership program and captain training program, and there were several aspects to that. The first tool we used in incorporating the leadership and captain training program was a chart called the Leadership Ladder. I've done a whole episode on that. I will link it in the show notes. But this chart gave them a visual picture of what true leadership looks like. It was something that I picked up in a clinic talk by Greg Brandon when he was the head coach at Bowling Green State University. And the Leadership Ladder clearly defines the levels of leadership that we would like our players to work toward. The idea for us was to move everyone to at least a level three unselfish position on that leadership ladder. And seniors were expected to be at the level of self-sacrifice and high investment in others. And obviously those who were captains needed to be at the top of that ladder. And the tool became part of each candidate's evaluation. We let everybody who wanted to be a part of it sign up for the program. You were in captain training. You might not be picked to be a captain, but you were allowed to be a part of the program. And I think uh, the first year we did this, we had one senior who chose not to take part in it. So we would meet three times throughout the leadership program, and uh, the discussion would begin with a conversation about where the candidate was on the ladder with specific examples that supported that evaluation. And the idea for each candidate was to move up the ladder and become truly invested in his teammates. So That ladder, and I'm just going to give you briefly what that was. Again, I'll link the whole episode on this, which goes into detail. But the lowest level or level one is seniority. Uh, Two is selfish. Uh, That's where a bond's being established with the teammates, but you're not invested. Your actions aren't consistent with the concept of team. Three is unselfish. You're producing results. You're more talk or you're more action than you are talk, and you're committed to the offseason. This is really kind of that place where you start to see leadership by example. Four is self-sacrifice, 100% committed to the team, going beyond the surface level acquaintance. And five is high level investment in others. You've made a personal investment in another person's life. So we wanted to move those guys up the top and at least get to a four or five by the end of the program. So when I was a head coach at the high school level, that program was 10 weeks long and it took us all the way into the summer when we started implementing that on a formal basis. Again, we took some time, did some things informally, and then we went into the formal part of that program. At Baldwin-Wallace University, we incorporated this program into the spring semester and concluded it with interviews and voting during camp. And we incorporated other tools into our training program with, with books on leadership, and we set up some guidelines for our program as well. So We had guidelines that they needed to follow if they wanted to be leaders in our program. And those included, one, make good decisions. No problems or trouble inside or outside of the school. Two, 
have outstanding attendance at team workouts. Be there, be visible, lead by example. This is something that our spring sport athletes immediately became a presence at our workouts when they could if there was a rain out or a day off and they would at least be there and be encouraging if they couldn't work out. We, we did start to see those guys around more. So they just didn't go off and do their own thing. You know, if they had some time, they would stop in and be part of our team as well. And that wasn't an expectation, but they just did it. They wanted to be a part of it. And we didn't make them do the workouts in, in respect for their in-season sport. We told them, uh, you know, again, it wasn't something they had to do. It just happened. And it really became a source of, of energy for our team when they'd see those guys come around, especially if some of those guys we knew were going to be the leaders were out there competing in another sport. Number three was to show all coaches and adults respect. We wanted them to you know respond with yes, sir, and no, sir. And, and we gave the example. We'd illustrate it for them. There's really a difference in that when you're communicating. It's not about being military-like, but the formality of it that shows respect. And we wanted them to understand respect to the coaches, but respect with each other as well. They didn't have to ask, answer each other like that, but the whole idea was to get uh, that mutual respect with everybody in the program. Number four, obey and maintain all team rules for yourself and your teammates. And we noticed an immediate accountability with the team as these guys understood, here's what we need to do, these are important, and they took ownership in it. So in addition to that, we also gave some other requirements for them to be eligible to be a captain. And again, the idea was we're building those relationships. Some of it, yeah, it had to be forced a little bit. We needed to get these kids out of their shells. Some of them were pretty shy or introverted, and you know we wanted them to be able to communicate and, and uh, see everybody on their team as a person, not just a player on the team. So they kept a notebook of contacts with every team member of our program. They were required to interview every team member of our program, including the coaches, to learn something about each of them. Uh, We needed, at this point especially, at one of of our stops to eliminate clicks, and we wanted to open the lines of communication. What those players who in the past did to look for a sophomore popularity vote was valuable in the sense that it brought the older guys together with the younger guys. So we said, let's make them do that. We wanted them to know that uh, something about each player. So the notebook and the interview were just ways to open communication and be sure they did it. And yeah, it was an idea we took from Remember the Titans. The main thing though was that if these guys were going to be our leaders, they had to make connections with their teammates regardless of what grade they were in. And it definitely became something that helped the team bond. And for our guys in that meeting, we showed them that clip where they, you know, there was that division on the team and remember the Titans and that they had to start learning about each other and becoming a team. So that was their responsibility. Go around and, and uh, interview each of those teammates. And it was informal. They just wanted to learn something about them because what we would do when we got to the summer was randomly call on one of our seniors and say, uh, hey, Joe, tell me about Brian over there. And he'd have to stand up and tell, him, tell us something about him, right? That was the responsibility. The next one was to attend one booster club meeting and give a three-minute update of something going on in our program. And our boosters did a great job of supporting football. The parents really liked this idea of the leadership program, and they loved it when the players showed up to speak. 
I would guide our players on some of these things and give them some topics that they should speak about. And for the players, it was important that they saw how much they were supported and how important football was to our community. They had a responsibility and an accountability that we went beyond their buddies. They were representing a community. So that really brought you know another group of stakeholders in, and they saw that this goes outside just the guys in that room, in that locker room. The next responsibility in the program was they had to have an interview with the head coach and assistants to discuss expectations for captains and to assess their qualifications. We did that in the summer, and this was to be treated as a job interview. Uh, at the very least, they'd have a great preparation for the future, and they ended up taking that seriously, showing up on time. They were dressed up, and they represented themselves well. We did it at the college level. We actually didn't tell these guys they had to dress up. Every single one of them showed up at least with a shirt and tie. Most of them had jackets on as well, so it was pretty impressive to see how serious these guys were thinking about uh, being leaders on our team, and that was a great process for us as well to be able to sit down and interview those guys, see what they're about before the season, see what the season means to them, see what it means to be a leader, ask them how, you know, they're going to be a leader, you know, even if they're not picked as a captain. So it was great uh, information coming into us about our senior leadership. Uh, The next requirement was to speak to the team once during the summer, either before or after summer conditioning, about a selected topic, and we wanted that to be about five minutes. The idea was that vocal leadership was important and that the key thing that this group pointed out was that this was something that was missing from the previous group of seniors. So we felt that giving them opportunities to speak could help them show vocal leadership to the team when necessary in the future. I met and spoke with each player about this topic, and they they chose for the team and why they did it. And also, I provided any ideas that could add to their talk. Uh, The process really allowed me uh, to key in on some of their main focuses and concerns. And again, I learned a lot through the process as the head coach directing these guys and and helping them prepare for their talk to the team. Next, they had to be rated by their teachers before the end of the school year as far as dependability and potential to lead. Uh, This only made up a a small portion of the total points that we we put together for these guys as they went through the leadership program. But as a leader, others' perceptions about you are important if you are to represent our program. So this really put them on notice of their status and responsibility to do the right thing in school, and they took it seriously. I was sure to make the evaluations due before teachers really got into finals. That was important to me as a teacher as well. I know what teachers have to go as they go through as they wrap up the school year so it didn't become a hassle for them I notified all the teachers about our leadership program at the start of it and let them know that they would be asked for an evaluation from our participants if they had them in class and the teachers were great in providing me feedback on our participants they knew who they were from the beginning they got a list of it as well and they knew that they were going to be giving feedback. Unfortunately, all the feedback we got on our players was positive. Uh, The next, we would have three to four outside speakers on leadership topics. Uh, If you were part of that program, you had to attend these sessions, and I enlisted the help of our booster club for guest speakers. We had some alums and other local leaders help us out, 
and the, the guest speakers really appreciated the chance to help, and they became huge supporters of the program. The next thing was to participate in community service for a total of 10 hours. For the past couple of seasons, we'd been involved in several different projects, and we had some scheduled for the spring, and this group did an outstanding job of participating and taking on the leadership roles within those projects. Uh, we gave them a point system, and the team vote along with that made up a major portion of the final rating that would determine who our captains would be for the season. So we didn't put it all on player vote. We collected you know, the data from the teachers. We had the coach evaluations, et cetera. All those things went into a point system. So in addition to the two captains that we chose, our other seniors who had completed all the requirements of the program and had, a, had received a favorable rating would be our second level of leadership and on an alternating basis, they served as captains for a game week and the game. And it was exciting for all of our seniors. Our tradition was to have two captains, but this allowed more participation in the leadership of the team. And it was something we shared with the whole team. So they understood their role in selecting the leadership of our team. The interview of the captains was also something that we began to do at Baldwin-Wallace. Along with that, we required that they prepare a resume and cover letter and submit it on report day. So they knew coming in, uh, if you wanted to be a captain, you would have this ready by report day. For the interview, that was in the second week of camp. Again, as I mentioned, they, most of them came in, in uh, shirt and tie, and some of them even dressed up in suits, and they treated it exactly like they would a job interview. Uh, we allowed our juniors to participate in this, and we had elected junior captains in the past, so we opened it up to them as well. Uh, we knew that most juniors would not be elected, but it did give us a good idea of who our leaders in waiting were going to be. With that, each candidate was limited to 10 to 15 minutes in the interview, really depending on the number of candidates we had. We could go longer if there was not a bigger list, and we would start with some standard questions for each candidate, but also allow every coach to put the candidate on the spot with some tough questions. And the questions might be something specific addressing a past behavior or incident in order for us to evaluate how much the player has grown. The added benefit of the coaches going through this process is that we really learned a lot about our team. As I mentioned, we understood what might be their concerns. We got a good feel on how focused and motivated they were. And obviously, we saw who really wanted to take ownership and leadership in the team. So here's a few ideas of some of the questions that we asked. The questions certainly can be tailored specifically to the issues that need to be addressed by the team leadership. You know what they are within your own team. Uh, could have been things that had come up in the last season, etc. But number one, we have when players are unhappy with a situation, how will you handle it? Some, some great feedback there from those guys again uh, you know put on the spot they didn't know that any of these questions were going to be asked but they were all very valuable to uh, learning about what these guys thought about the team how they saw this type of role number two what are your strengths and weaknesses and how can you use your strengths to improve the program number three what have you done to show your leadership when the coaches aren't around number four how will you pull the team through adversity Number five, do you need the title of captain to be a leader in the program? How will you handle your leadership if you are not selected a captain? 
Again, the question should elicit direct responses and tell the coaches something about the candidates. The coaches can choose to eliminate a candidate from the ballot if they do not feel he is ready or worthy of being a leader. Fortunately, we didn't have to do that because these guys were really taking this seriously and preparing themselves, but certainly that could come up. And overall, we've seen that that leadership program uh, we implemented helped improve our program. It was something that had positive benefits for the program, but we saw it as something that really prepared these young men for life. They understood the importance in leading a group of individuals and bringing them together for a common purpose. So a few ideas there. We have all kinds of coaches who come on this show and share the different things they do. Certainly, this isn't the only way to get it done. Again, it's just some things I think you can take from this and implement in your program. You have to know what your program needs, right? Then when you know what the needs are, even for a particular year, you can tailor some of those things as you take your team through the offseason. So now I think coming up here, February, March, really is, is the time to get started with your guys and really developing that formal leadership program and taking these guys through, coaching them up on how to be the leaders because ultimately it's on them on Friday nights. So hopefully you uh, found some things useful here. If you have some ideas to share with me, you certainly can do that on Twitter. DM me at, at Coach K Grabowski. You, you can email me as well, Keith, at coachingcoordinator.com. I would love to hear some of the things that you do and make those ideas part of this podcast as well.